The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Transfolk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. In its fourth season of presenting personalities as their authentic selves, this is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky, the official podcast of FetishCon. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the kink and fetish worlds, as well as other educators and sex-positive personalities sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is your host, John, or as they are known in the kink and fetish communities. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and welcome to a very special Wednesday edition of the program, as today is the 20th anniversary of the company that has brought fetish to so many people. It is Clips for Sale. And we have a very special exclusive interview with the company's CEO. Denzel likes walks in the park and Spanish gin and tonics and likes to have fun. So a standard bio is not really his thing. He does love learning and challenging himself to be better each day. And he has over 25 years of experience harmonizing consumer needs and new technology for international companies such as Bombardier Business Jets, Canadian Space Agency, his own SaaS startup, and now Clips for Sale. He likes to lead with vision and innovation, mentoring and empowering his team to aim high and overachieve on results. Denzel, the CEO of Clips for Sale on their 20th anniversary on what women and other wonderful humans want. What was the genesis of what made our guests who they are? We begin that journey with the first five. Five questions about firsts. First time you ever discovered a fetish site on your own and what your reaction was towards it? Uh um, it's interesting because the first fetish site that I discovered uh was actually clips for sale when i was i was uh looking for a job um this opportunity sort of came up and uh i had to explore it basically to have a better understanding and um what what was the second part of the question was uh what were my thoughts as soon as i what found were your it? thoughts yeah um well i felt like it screamed authenticity you know and uh um it was something that was like so real it was like maybe a little bit scary 
Um, and so I don't know, I was instantly intrigued. Um, but I'll be completely honest. I was looking at it from a customer perspective and I, I, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so curious. This is so different. And like I said, very authentic, but I was like, I don't know if I'd ever trust putting my credit card into, <laughs> into this website. And, um, that's actually one of the first things I did when I, I came on board. I said, our, our checkout, uh, that whole checkout experience needs to be way more trustworthy because it was just, it looked like a Google form when I came on. So I was like very frightened about the idea of putting my credit card in. And when I finally did it, I got rejected just because um, there were a whole bunch of like purchasing rules that I got rid of. So I, it helped, it helped me sort of form uh some of the changes that came to clips for sale but um just going back to it i just i thought it was so real uh that it was interesting and scary at the same time i guess is how i would summarize it describe what your first staff meeting was like getting to meet all those people and say we have a job to do here um i'd have to say it uh the first staff meeting was sort of surreal because when you, you've, wow, my background, we, we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but my background's very, very diverse. And mm -hmm. um, I really pride myself on being very professional and um, especially in a work environment. And so I had this big, we had this big sort of meeting room in um, St. Petersburg we're across the the table and we're like, okay, let's look at the site. And we threw up the site onto a huge screen at the back. And there were just graphic adult images on the screen and, and in this meeting. And so for me, it was, you know, it, it just sort of, it was a different way of doing things, um, which I, I've really come to appreciate because, uh, it's really honest and upfront and there's no real, there's nothing to hide, right? In in fetish, there's nothing to hide. And uh, that first meeting, I learned that in a very interesting way. I remember uh, uh, Abe ran over and he's like, why do you have that on the big screen? And I was like, well, we're talking shop here. You know, this is what we do. We we need to talk about shop. So it was, uh, was an interesting experience for me given my past you know like i worked i worked for the government i worked mm -hmm. uh i worked at a fortune 500 company and like it was just so different um but you know i've i've i have to say i've i've grown used to it much more used to it than than that first day have you had a first time that you realized that you felt totally comfortable in the role Or are you still searching for that day? No, I think I feel pretty comfortable. Uh, I'd have to say uh, I recently turned 50. And uh, I I decided um, I wanted to do something special for my 50th because uh, I've been very lucky. I've met some amazing people 
made some amazing friends. Um, and I wanted to just do something that sort of pulled all these groups together and we had a chance to sort of reconnect after the pandemic and stuff and celebrate it. And so um, it was in planning that that I realized that um, I, I've gotten to a place in terms of my role at Clips for Sale that I, I, I don't want to say I want to scream it from the mountains, but like the top of a mountain, but I, I, I really like what I do. I'm proud of what I do. And so it was sort of also my coming out party where I wasn't selective on who I talked to about what I did, or it was just, this is me. And so I think that's when, like you said, it was the, the moment that I felt comfortable in what I'm doing because I, I love what I do. And I think it's, it's amazing. So um, I don't need to be bashful about it anymore. Describe your first fetish con. Oh, my first fetish con. Um, I have to say, um, I loved my first fetish con. I had never been in any event, any like trade show event. I've been to, I think, thousands of them because uh, in all my previous uh, roles, I, I, I literally had like 10, 20, sometimes 25 a year. Um, and it was the first conference trade show I ever went where I didn't feel people were judged. It was, you could be you. And my, it was the first thing I, I really did outside after the pandemic. Um, so I wore my mask and I was in Florida wearing my mask through this conference and not for one second, not one instance, did I feel judged for that. And um, I think it's amazing because I just feel like, and I talked to uh, Genesis about this. What's so amazing about this show is you just, you get to be you and no one's going to judge you for being you. And I think that is absolutely amazing. And literally so many other trade shows or conferences could benefit from that because there's just so much sort of judgment and do you know who I am? Do you like all this kind of BS that makes these things horrible, right? Like, I'm sure you've been to to other events, mm -hmm. um, right? Like in your in your um, your nine to five, you go to conferences, you do stuff related to work, and you know you go there. People they either make you feel small, or they they treat you like you're more important, or like they just don't treat people all the same. Especially in a trade show, right? Like it's literally that, um, and so. I, I honestly, I love it. That's part of the reason why for us at Clips for Sale, we've only ramped up what we do at FetishCon because it speaks to me on what I think is true to what Clips for Sale is. We're not like a place where you get judged. It's a place where you explore and you're able to um, discover things about yourself and not feel alone or judged. And I think that's an amazing thing. I'm going to end the first five with a fun one. Okay. Describe your first accidental kinky encounter, because I'm <laughs> sure that one of the doms came over and surprised you somehow. I'm just curious who it was and if you were surprised. 
Well, I don't know. I I don't feel like there was just one situation <laughs> that I can speak of. There's just like, uh, I think my, I don't know. I went to AVN. I, I wasn't AVN. I think maybe Exotica. Um, they had uh, like um. And I did this obviously before um, FetishCon, mm -hmm. which I think that would have been the place where I really would have had a moment like you're asking. Mm -hmm. But uh, Exotica, I don't know. I was just interacting with uh, a couple of people at the booth and it was just, I, I don't remember a specific, I just remember me being like, I don't know, not, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but surprised and shocked in terms of, uh, my interactions, which for me, I, I think I'm a pretty low key guy. So I, I sort of just ran with it, but um, it was really, I think that show that I was like, it, I had these sort of encounters that I I had never had before. So I had to sort of adjust my my perspective. We're going to take our first break here, and when we come back, we are going to celebrate today's very special day, the 20th anniversary of Clips for Sale, and talk about where they've come from and where they go from here. When we return with Denzel, our guest on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Pinky, with special thanks to Kingster Merch on Etsy. For more than three years, we have presented this podcast as a labor of love without paid advertisers. We do this as we want to give back to this wonderful community for all the gifts it has given us. If you want to financially support our efforts, please visit bit.ly slash thanks catsuit and give what you can to help catsuit travel, teach, and bring you great in-person interviews. We will give you that address again later in the show. Now, here are some words from Catsuit's friends about things you should know about. Hi, Catsuit. Thank you so much for sharing your wholesome space with the team of Fetish Bacchanal. Sparkle the Brat and I, Goddess Alanis, will be hosting a three-day Kingfield retreat in Jamaica, June 28th to the 30th, 2024. This is gonna be an escape of a property with a cleansing mineral cave right in the heart of it. Follow at Fetish Bacchanal on Twitter for more updates on ticket links, vending, performances, and more. Are you curious about kink but don't know where to begin? <laughs> or maybe you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. You should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns, <laughs> uh, but lots of solid BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in the business for almost 30 years. Kink for the Curious, a BDSM activity book for beginners written by Princessa Natasha Strange, that's me is available on Amazon. Go get it now. 
We are proud to be the official podcast of FetishCon, and we want you to join us in St. Petersburg, Florida, August 8th through 11th, 2024. The trade show brings together models, producers, industry leaders, and fans from all over the world and brings you great classes in kink or how to become an industry professional. You can get all the details at fetishcon.com. Welcome to the Yoniverse. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. The Flaming Yoni podcast is a celebration of the beautiful and unique expressions of female sexuality. From asexual to megasexual, from lifelong monogamy to relationship anarchy, from deep spiritual bonds of sacred union to spur the moment flames. It is all infused with Yoni energy. Search for the Flaming Yoni on your favorite podcast platform. You will not leave the same as when you came. Empowering designs for fetish models, doms, sex workers, or anyone else who needs to be seen as their authentic selves. Visit the What Women Want podcast store at Kingster Merch on Etsy to see those and other wonderful designs for all kinksters. Now, back to the show and more with our guests on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to the program. Joined by Denzel, the CEO of Clips for Sale, which today is celebrating its 20th anniversary. I know you've only been there the past few years, but you know what this particular company has gone through to get to where it is. When you talk to people like Genesis Lynn and Vesta and the people who work with you, what are the kinds of stories that just sink into your mind about how much of a challenge it was to put a company like this together? Well, um, you know, first of all, we're so proud about our 20th anniversary and we're really happy to be here. And thank you so much for entering, interviewing me as part of the 20th anniversary. Um, it's a milestone that's, you know, I would say almost unheard of on the internet, on the internet, let alone adult. Um, so we're so proud of it. And and I think what what makes this milestone so important is um the route to get here was never an easy route, but it was built on, I guess, the hard work of incredible creators. Um, who are passionate about what they what they do. Um, and I think that's really what is the heart and soul of Clips for Sale is that these creators who have been here, and, and there's a good chunk of them that have been here for like, not all 20 years, but like, you know, 10, 13, um, 15 years, you know, I, I still meet, you know, from... From the day where, you know, I was working closely with Neil and Darius and, and people would be coming up and saying, I have a four digit number store, you know, because the <laughs> the progression of the numbers of stores has has uh, just increased, you know, how people wear that as a, 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 a badge of honor to be there from the original um, uh, the original story of Clips for Sale is just incredible and and it's not like it's been an incredibly easy road it's been a challenging 
um, path, uh, especially most recently. And I think it's just amazing what the Neil and his team were able to accomplish. I really, you know, I really try every day to stay true to his vision. Um, and, you know, I touch base with him regularly. I still consider him a very good friend, uh, him and Darius and Abe and the, uh, even though they're, they're not involved day-to-day uh, -day and they're off on their new, on their new um, journey, you know, like keeping to that origin and continuing to grow and build stability for all our creators who count on us for a living, I think is the heart and soul of, of what has made us so successful um, and caring no matter how big or how small of a creator you are, um, caring and respecting you everybody in the same way it is obviously a business but in the world of fetish and kink and even pro doms many will tell you that they do not feel like it is a competition because they want to help each other because it is a shared journey do you have that kind of feeling when you talk to other people within the industry that we're all facing the same thing from the MasterCards and Visas of the world. We're all facing the same thing where people are trying to keep us from doing what we do well. Is there this camaraderie that, while competitive business-wise, brings you all together under one roof? Yeah, so when, when I first started getting involved in Clips for Sale, there was a lot of concern about that sort of competitive nature. And I've never really experienced, I've only sort of experienced the other part that you're talking about, John, this sort of uh, brother sisterhood piece in terms of, obviously that's amplified now, given everything that's happened with um, with the industry, but I, I've never really experienced it. In fact, I don't know, it's part of the reason why I picked Clips for Sale in terms of a place to work, because um, I felt like that there was this organic community. And as we've tried to do here at, at Clips for Sale, we've been trying to do more and more events where we get creators around the table so we can nurture that sort of community and that um, uh, support network because it's it's hard sometimes to be a creator in your bubble. It's not like you can talk to your neighbor about it. It's not like you can talk to the parents of your your kids about it. it, it you know, like uh, sorry, the the parents of your your kids' friends. Um, it's not like you can talk about it in that parenting network or you know uh, in in various different circles because you're going to be judged and and even if they're not going to judge you, they're not going to understand it, right? Like the trials and tribulations that you have as a creator in this industry are so dynamic that most people won't even understand it, right? Like you can, maybe you can explain it to your parents, but they're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. um, so that community is that much more important. And so uh, I completely agree. I feel like there is such an amazing network of uh, people who want to share information want to support um i i just feel at times it would be better if it was more organized and i 
I really want Clips for Sale to do a better job of sort of helping nurture that even better. Um, and so, yeah, we're a business, but I think, and this is the thing I, I remind everybody on the team every day, a business at the end of the day is just people, mm-hmm. right? Like a business is nothing more than people. So if we're not able to treat each other and treat our customers, that's not the business doing that. That's actually people doing that. And in that's why we need to be good people in terms of how we run, how we interact, how we run a business, um, because that's the kind of thing that ensures 20 years of of success um, that you know that we're trying to celebrate. I cannot imagine being in your position when there are so many people within the industry who will take things personally that you don't have control of. For instance, when verification rules change, when, as we've talked about, credit card rules change, and you're having to stay above board, but there are people who are going, gosh, darn it, they took down my fetish and that was the that was the one thing and they did that against me. And why would they do that against me not knowing the whole process? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh it's challenging. Um and sometimes you know a lot of things are in interpretation. So we gotta make calls. We have to draw a line um, in the sand sometimes, and it's not fun. Uh, it really is hard. Uh, and if it was just up to me, I think two consenting adults um, is uh, is is a very broad definition. And um, in terms of my past, I I wasn't ever in in the adult fetish space so i had no idea um so i was very shocked when i arrived to to realize how you know things that hollywood can do we can't and i i i i would have never guessed um but yeah it's challenging but um what i try to do i try to have an approach and and this is the same thing i try to talk to the team about um is that people are passionate and personally i love passion it's nothing like i feel like a world without passion is like is is pointless and so i'm a very passionate person and often with passion emotions run high and people tend to take things personally and and so i try to always translate that into into passion and engagement. And um, I was talking to a creator at FetishCon who said, you know, I don't want to always be on your case and always yelling at you. And I said, well, I don't see it as yelling. I see it as you really care and you're passionate about it and you're passionate about Clips for Sale. And for me, that's a good thing. And so as long as we're respectful in terms of our conversation, I'm not going to take it personal. I'm going to understand that, you know, 
we all need to vent um, sometimes and and sort of commiserate uh, together. And so I'll, I'll do my best not to take it personal. And I, I think the team also tries in the same way to have that approach. Now, are we perfect? No, um, but at least we are striving um, to align the team to be on that same page. What's the best victory you've had in 2023? Is there something that you can look at and say, say, we fought really hard for this to happen and now it has a chance? Uh, that's it, It's a hard question, um, I, but I, I guess the easy, easiest way I can answer it is um, after um, coming up with how do we celebrate 20 years of success, uh, I wanted something bold and um, never done before. And so having a year-long celebration for us was one of the big pieces um but for me the big win was really sort of um in and around uh well i think our fetish con participation this year was the best thing that we've done um and that's just amplified with the fetish con being sort of the kickoff of our 120% um, commission promotion and so like no one's ever done this um, in the industry I don't think anyone will ever do it again because it is a little bit ludicrous uh, that we are paying a hundred and twenty percent commission on sales um, that are made on the site driven by creators so a creator brings the traffic to their store and if that traffic purchases something, we pay them 120% of um, the cost. So if someone buys something for $100, we pay them $120 to celebrate our 20th anniversary. And so um, it wasn't a, an easy path. Um, when I first proposed this, uh, with some of our creators, they were like, oh, we don't want to do links, this, that, the other. But we're there, we're right in uh, the thick of things. We're coming off uh, 20 days of that. Um, and so I'm really proud. I'm like, for me, this is a huge accomplishment to be able to build the the business logic to be able to celebrate and reward creators for everything that they've done for Clips for Sale for the last 20 years. Cheers to that. Creators are your bread and butter. As a matter of fact, we had a long conversation last year talking about are your customers creators or are your customers the ones who buy the things? And I saw both sides of it because the creators are able to drive the industry. The customers are the ones that are the consumers of that industry, but you have to have one before you have the other. How much of your concentration goes towards marketing to creators and how much of your concentration goes marketing to fans? Or are the creators the best way to get to those fans? Um, it's a tricky question. And uh, it's just because we have two customers. I, I literally have two customers and they balance in terms of our our triangular relationship mm -hmm. 
because if I have no customers, the creators don't mean anything. And if I don't have creators, the customers don't mean anything. So uh, they're so they're equally important in terms of marketing. Um, we spent about the same on both mm -hmm. and uh, we do it in two different ways. Uh, we refined it a lot in the last um, couple of years, but um, we bring new customers to the table using um, two programs that we're really, really proud of. Um, one is called ETP, the extended traffic program, where we, we, we basically, we media buy, we buy traffic, qualified traffic and bring it to the site. And then the other thing that we do is called AMP. And that is the automated mail program. Over 20 years, uh, we developed a huge database of customers and our AMP program, the automated mailing program, what we do is we send emails to that database of users promoting our creators. So those two programs have a huge impact. Um, and then the last piece that we invest on, on the consumer side is um, uh, SEO and, and uh, basically SEO um, and SEM optimization. We spend a, a lot of money there and um, those three really drive a lot of traffic to our site um, and it, generates incredible organic sales for our, our creators. I'm very proud in saying that Clips for Sale is one of the few places in adult that you can show up just with your content, without a brand, build your brand, build your following, um, and build your sales just on the back of our traffic and our, our three focal points that I just talked about. So, we spend a lot of money there, but it brings real benefit. And that's why, um, well, I, I was just going to say, that's why we we reinvest um, that 60-40 split that we have on any sale um, with the creator. And that 40%, we actually reinvest a whole bunch of that to be able to, to offer that as a service to our creators. Now, the other customer, which is our creator, we spend a lot of money there too. Um, but to be honest, um, we get we get a lot of word of mouth um, and relationship built uh, marketing because we try our best. I think we're good people and we really try and do the best for our creators. And I think that organically grows on its own. But then we also invest in terms of uh, not direct marketing where we run and we try and get people to sign up, but we really do um, build tools and um, working sessions and information sessions that support creators to get onto our platform. So we have what we call like a white glove service. So you sign up, we have an onboarding every week. So you can learn how to onboard. Then we have these one-on-one -on -one sessions where talk to you on how to optimize your store. Um, we put out a lot of material to support creators in terms of their process of getting onto the platform and succeeding. Um, and so that's where we actually spend a lot of our, our marketing dollar.
do you have in mind a success story that you've seen happen from somebody coming in to becoming so successful that a lot of your team was like, wow, they're doing really well. And they just came in trying to figure out how to sell their content. Um, yeah, I have, I've actually a lot. It's, you know, it's, it's very interesting because we have so many creators that have grown so well that they've just, they've almost graduated from the site and they've gone on to do bigger and, and bolder things. Um, and you know, there's, there's, I, I guess the, the amount of um, talent, well, that's the word I was looking at for the amount of talent that we have on the site is just, it's incredible. And, and so we have, you know, off the top of my head, I just think of uh, Ivy Davenport, you know, I got a chance to sit with her um, when we were at uh, FetishCon and you look at her story and she talked about her her humble beginnings where she was like, I was waiting till I turned 18. I decided that I was going to do this. And now she's like, she's like a powerhouse and, and so good. So I, I guess so humble, but so talented. Um, it's, it's actually super cool to interact with somebody like that, you know, and, uh, and I've seen a lot recently. I was just having another uh, discussion with a, um, a creator and uh, her name was Jessica. And she was just talking about how, she looked at um, what we did at Clips for Sale. She thought about what she was doing adult, how she had to adjust in terms of fetish. And now she's just like regularly updating, regularly creating content. And, you know, in the conversation I had with her, her business sense and the engine that she runs was like amazing. She's like, time is money for me. This meeting with you, Denzel, I could be making money, you know, like, and, and so it's, it's amazing because I've seen so many of those stories. Um, and even um, before I knew of Clips for Sale, you know, I discovered some creators who I don't want to say had their start, but like they had humble beginnings at Clips for Sale. If you think of like, a, like a Corey Chase, Corey Chase used to do stuff, you know, originally I, I remember Darius saying that he shot with Corey, Corey Chase, you know, and like, she's like a household name, right? So like, for sale, that hum, humble, uh, hum, humble beginning for a lot of people that just have influenced adult in a, in a bigger, um, impactful way than, than we probably truly know. But I think it's amazing to see those kinds of stories. I love talking about the success but I would not be a good interviewer if I didn't talk about the challenges. Just how challenging has the past two or three years been for you when you live in a world of quicksand that turns into mud 
about as that's about as much consistent and i'm not getting into fetishes here although i could but <laughs> basically your quicksand turns into mud and you're never quite on solid ground with knowing what everybody wants from you well you know i think um i like to take it with a grain of salt and uh and what i mean by that is I never look at it uh, in in such a I don't want to say dramatic way, but like I feel like uh, you know in the game of life the rules are constantly changing and you got to adjust. And so uh, I think that's the scenario. Um, and I feel very lucky um, to have sort of worked closely with 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 Neil and Darius and how Clips for Sale was run um to know that you know we've we've always tried to be an industry leader uh in terms of moderation as well as openness and I, I know it seems kind of weird to say those two things together but think it's always been this sort of respectful place and I, maybe it goes back to that 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 theme earlier we talked about respect and no judgment and so maybe in our clips for sale dna that's just there so it makes it a little bit easier to sort of adjust on the fly and as long as we're trying to be you know respectful and honest and judgment-free, we're able to navigate this in in the best way possible. Is it easy? No. Do we have hard conversations? Yes. Do we have to make hard decisions sometimes? Absolutely. But, uh, and do people yell at me? Yes. <laughs> but um, I think that's part of, of, that's just part of the reality of, of this scenario and like i said earlier i i really i love what i do um so for me it's just about adjusting uh, in the game of life um and uh adju adjusting so we all succeed and as i mentioned earlier this is never personal this is you having to get through a set of guidelines to keep everybody safe and keep people from coming after your creators yeah yeah, and I don't want to make it sound so much like, uh, you know, I'm at I'm at war with the the regulations. I, I'm I'm just trying to be, I guess, a shepherd or a gatekeeper as best as I can to protect uh, all the the vast majority of our creators. So sometimes I have creators like even at FetishCon, there was one that is no longer on the platform and he was like pissed with me and um i you know it's sometimes you have to make a decision based on what protects everybody versus one person and believe me i i i fight tooth and nail for everybody equally but you got to make a, a call ultimately that makes sense for everyone not just for one just because you want to be a nice guy. The ACLU recently lodged a complaint about the 
with the FTC about the way MasterCard is treating sex workers. Were you surprised that that came out from the ACLU or were you, it's about damn time? <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I, I'm not surprised at all. I'm, I'm a pers personally support them um, business wise. Uh, I, we haven't done very much with them, but personally, I, I really do believe in that fight for uh, civil liberties. Um, and I, I think that the work that they do is so important. Um, so I'm not surprised because I feel like time and time again, I've seen them boldly taking on subjects that other people might want to shy away from. So, uh, you know, I'm, I guess I would say I'm, I'm a proud supporter and happy. Um, and I feel like uh, a lot of the um, organizations that fight for, I think for rights in general, not just um, for adult, but absolutely adult is one of the places where the fight needs to happen <laughs> more than anywhere else. But um, I'm not surprised at all. I'm just happy. I'm also happy with, um, the the most recent win that we had in Texas um, from the free speech coalition like I it for me someone needs to fight those and and we we as a business support them um, wholeheartedly uh, we need to be able to articulate uh, as a community uh, and 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 fight for what is just what I would say, basic rights. I don't think we're asking for anything more than that. We're going to take a break on what women and other wonderful humans want presented by Dating Kinky. And when we come back, we've looked at the past 20 years. We're going to look into the future as Denzel, the CEO of Clips for Sale, joins us back in a moment. Connect with the show on social media. Follow us on Twitter, because that's what we still call it, at WhatWomenWantP1. On Instagram, as long as they don't suspend us, at WhatWomenWantPodcast. On Pinkster, at WhatWomenWantPodcast. And on FetLife as WWWPodcast. And if you want to follow our host, that's easy as they are high there, Catsuit, on all platforms. We'd love to hear from you, so be sure to reach out. Now, some more words with Catsuit's friends. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others? Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. Craptaculous boundaries are not your fault. The more severe the dysfunction you experienced growing up, the more difficult boundaries are for you. David W. Earle. Or as Ms. Titania said, Nobody ever warns you that when you come from dysfunction, a healthy mind can feel unsafe. 
We spend our lives being controlled by others, so we learn to control others. Or we allow others to control us in exchange for love. Learn more about Take No Shit. Build better relationships through discovering, creating, and maintaining healthy boundaries in three, sometimes five, simple steps at my.curiouser.life. Yo, this is Podophilius. Come and check out my new book, Triple Formed Advocate for Change. My book is written in rap songs. It tells a submissive man's journey, a BDSM story of mental health, trauma, anxiety. Furthermore, it's beautifully illustrated throughout. It's available now. It's retailed at £25 and you can find it on my website, which is podophilius.com. Thank you for joining us. Please show your support of the show by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and leaving us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to our video channel at youtube.com slash at what women want podcast. And to financially support the show, which we greatly appreciate, please visit bit.ly slash thanks catsuit and give what you can to help catsuit travel teach, and bring you great in-person interviews. We very much appreciate it. This is Milky, and Dating Kinky has brought you this podcast since day one. We believe in great education for our community, and this is just one of our efforts. Please join us at Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. It's the 20th anniversary of Clips for Sale, and I am proud to be joined by Denzel, the CEO of Clips for Sale. We've talked about the challenges. We've talked about the triumphs. Are we seeing a time when you think that people will eventually become more accepting of what we enjoy and what we do? Um, I absolutely believe that's the future. Um, I, I actually, one of the reasons I love my job is I think in all the jobs that I've done before, I, I wanted to have a, I'm, I'm going to get deep here for a second, so I apologize, but my whole career, all I've wanted to do is be able to have a positive impact and, um, I've never felt closer to that goal as I do in this uh, in this job. And I know it sounds cheesy, but this is honestly who I am. And uh, and when I used to, you know, work for a private jet company, I literally came home feeling like I'm not making the world better. I'm actually making the environment worse, you know, like and so this opportunity for me it would bring such a huge possibility to bring a positive impact to the world and and I feel like that is for our creators for my employees and for our customers and the way I feel we do that is creating an amazing place to work and an amazing uh, environment to work where people can excel succeed and be passionate and if you have a team that's engaged and passionate like that, it makes an amazing product for our customers. And then we have two customers here who 
are trying to figure out themselves, you know, like they're figure, figuring out their fetish, what makes them happy, what, what more can make the, the world better. And, and we can take it from this sort of stigma to, Hey, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a weirdo. I'm actually just like a whole bunch of other people who just happen not to live right next to me. And so whether it's a customer discovering it through content or whether it's a creator discovering it through their content creation, I think that's amazing and beautiful. And that's, it's incredibly powerful. And, and so that's what I, why I love what I do. And I, and that's why I'd like clips for sale to grow and, 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 and be synonymous with, with figuring out your sexual, I don't want it, your, I guess, figuring out your, your fetish or figuring out um, your sexual curiosity. And for me, that's, that's only a huge, huge positive impact. And so I'd like us to become a household name on, I need to figure things out for me on what makes me uh, sexually aware and sexually happy. And we become that destination for that, whether you're a creator trying to discover that self through your content creation, or whether or not you're a customer trying to figure that out through the content on the site. And then to boot, our creators are able to create a livelihood. Like I was just talking to one in the UK earlier this week, he goes, this used to be a side hustle. I quit my job. I do this full time, you know? I work at home in my pajamas, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, and I feel like that's amazing. So I, I just want that to grow. I, I I want this to be a destination for sexual awareness and discovery um, without shame. Uh, and uh, that's going to be an incredible journey um, given where we are today, but I'm not phased by it. I, in fact, I believe we can we can get there and and actually maybe make it easier for the rest of it adult because um what we do is amazing i have often asked this question of pronoms and i'm going to ask it of you have you received or can you think of a communication, an email, a letter, or something that you've received from one of your customers, whether it be a content consumer or a content creator that has said, you've changed my life for the better, and I can't believe that I'm able to be my authentic self because of it. That's an awesome question. I love it. Um, I unfortunately have not had a direct message uh, that has said that to me. Indirectly, we've seen messages that have come through uh, indirectly uh, through the team. Um, So I live vicariously through those messages. Uh, But directly, I haven't. Uh, But I also don't feel responsible responsible for that yet because i like i said i'm only a shepherd uh, uh on on this journey and you know i i uh 
I'm grateful for the leadership that the previous ownership had in terms of building this incredible product um, and being able to, to do that. And I don't feel like I have the right to own any of that just yet. I need to earn my keep uh, a little bit more, uh, but I do live vicariously through the people who do communicate to our team about that impact that we've had. And I love it. In fact, I love it, especially, you know, given my last answer about trying to change the world for the better. Two last things that I wanted to mention to you. The first is a thanks, because being named the official podcast of FetishCon, which you all are the title sponsors of and you all support every year, gave me an experience the likes of which I have never had and I've never felt so authentic and felt so embraced and so loved as I did during that week at St. Petersburg. It was phenomenal. Your entire staff could not have been more lovely towards me. Uh, and I am so glad that we're going to be keeping that relationship ongoing. And I do appreciate that. So I know that you had an indirect uh, influence on that with your company. And I wanted to say thank you. The second thing I wanted to mention is that when I first introduced the idea of having this show, this particular episode of the podcast, I had a lot of people reach out and say, are you just going to ask them the questions that are going to celebrate clips for sale and its 20th anniversary, and you're not going to ask them the hard stuff. I hope that through this podcast, we have exchanged information that has helped people understand the human aspect of what you have to do for clips for sale because I can only imagine the challenges you go through every day trying to help people get where they want to. So I wanted to say on behalf of many of the people who are your customers from both sides, thank you for doing what you do. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you know, thank you for um, being a part of FetishCon, which, you know, for me, it's just such a an amazing event for so many different reasons. And um, in terms of the questions, I I don't know how deep we could have gotten into uh, you know hard hitting questions in in our our segment. But I do I do not shy away from a hard discussion. Um, and so anybody who wants to reach out to me, um, they they absolutely can feel free. I will answer any question, no matter how hard, as best as I can, to the best of my knowledge. Um, and I make my email available so people can reach out to me. Um, and I meet regularly with people who literally hate me or the platform to talk through and have an understanding because in that way, it's the only way that I can have a better understanding on what we need to do better. Um, and uh, I get some people who write and they go, look, I'm sorry, but I'm always complaining. And I say, you don't need to say sorry because I know you're passionate and you want us to be better and I want us to be better. So, you know, let's just, you know, 
like I say, as long as it's respectful. And uh, so my email is Denzel, D-E-N-Z-I-L, at clipsforsale.com. I, I make myself available um, not for abuse, but in terms of challenging questions, I'm happy to to have them and uh, work through them. Um, and I want to thank you, John, for for the conversation. It was uh, it was I'd almost say an extension of FetishCon in terms of a great place where we can have an honest dialogue, uh, be authentic, and not judged. And uh, I, I apologize for some of my cheesy answers, but I was trying to be <laughs> true to me and and i am cheesy uh <laughs> at times it's just it's just who i am well listeners of this podcast know how much i romanticize kink and fetish so i'm about as cheesy as they come as well denzel it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show thank you for taking the time and we are in the communications business and the better we all communicate the better it can be for all of us and so uh, I thank you for spending your time with us tonight. My pleasure. Have a good evening. We do appreciate Denzel taking time out of his busy schedule to join us on the program. And happy anniversary to Clips for Sale, turning 20 today. Have you missed an episode or want to catch up on our nearly 200 episodes? All our shows are available in the archives. And here's what's coming up on the next edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. He is the host of your kinky friends on YouTube and podcast platforms. But the story of Nicholas Tannock is so much more. He's someone who literally has had his life saved by the world of kink. Nicholas Tannock on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want next week new shows premiere every tuesday on your favorite podcast platform we're really looking forward to it and special thanks to kingster merch they are our official merchandise partner you can go to kingster merch and find all sorts of great t-shirts notebooks and mugs with a kinky twist and you can find the what women and other wonderful humans want range there as well kingster merch on Etsy. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time, and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free.